0: Come gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Set aside your former career in the arts and retrain yourself as a shelf or human road sign. That's right friends, in the week break between shows we've been informed by the British government that it's
1: time to stop doing the silly History Boy show as it is no longer viable.
2: What do they mean? No longer viable. Did it ever get to the point of being viable? Well, it was fun. It was very silly, though. That's why
1: we called it... The Silly History Boys Show! I
2: miss adding review. Yeah, I miss that. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, so it's all echoing. The silly way we used to say that. Oh, yeah.
1: But before the last Silly Boy, out of Silly History Boys HQ, turns out the lights, thus plunging our careers into darkness, who were we? And what will we do now?
2: I was once the purveyor of mercenary metal and amateur pastry chef known enigmatically as the Pear Bear. Now I use my Warhammer painting skills as a painter and decorator. What have you done to my living room? Ultramarines! I love
0: it. I am Tombo. I once travelled the high roads of Britain in an old mail van full of medieval weapons. But now I'm an accountant. For a company that makes
1: Rusks. I am Uncle Bilbo, former ace thespian and board-treader extraordinaire. I didn't write this. And I'll be fine. I got a job as a delivery driver for a restaurant. And within four weeks, I was managing the restaurant. Absolutely fine, I'll be.
0: And I remain your dear Uncle Bob-Bob. And I shall not go gentle into that good night. What? What? I have a plan to save the show. Double 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 what? If the silly arts are no longer viable in our excuse for a country, then we shall flog all our silly history to people who don't have any. Americans! Exactly. (gasps) Hollywood people!
2: Yes!
0: Then what shall be our tale, dear Uncle Bob-Bob? Why the most Hollywood man in English history? A tournament champion, a war hero, a former regent of England, a servant to five kings, and a man who bested five hundred knights in combat. But, as you know, Americans have no attention span. Sorry, I've got to
2: I'm sorry, I weren't listening.
0: Which means Hollywood action called open.
2: It is a grey and grim day in the Duchy of Aquitaine. Along a rough
0: road streaming with rain, a party of armed men
2: and a lone lady ride.
0: The lady is Eleanor of Aquitaine. She is Queen of England and Duchess of Aquitaine. The men are her bodyguard. But their helmets hang from their saddles and their chainmail is stowed away. They are not expecting trouble today.
2: They are wrong. Hidden in the trees at the roadside are more riders.
0: These men are armoured for war.
2: Their swords drawn, their lances couched. They wait like
0: wolves to strike. A big man with an unlikely accent steps his horse forward.
2: Look, my band of bad guys. Eleanor of Aquitaine. King Henry will pay a fine ransom to get his queen back, huh? So run hard, get the queen, and if anyone gets in your way, you know what to do, eh? To clarify, I mean, kill them, yes? Okay, cool. Ride!
0: The bodyguard are outnumbered.
2: And surprised!
0: With no armor. Look away, children, this will be quick and messy. A man throwing on his mail with one hand, whilst he scoops his helmet onto his head with the other. It's a good job, this is radio. Go, Mrs. clop <laughs> Again one-handed and galloping, he flicks his lance into the air and catches it.
2: While his other hand hauls up his shield. How is he so
1: good with only one hand? Raptors.
2: Obviously. Now he kicks his horse
1: forward and rides for the baddies. Ride right for it, lads. Protect Her Majesty.
0: I will hold them off. And how he rides. The guy. That horse is practically doing step-ups. With perfect timing, the horse reaches full Gallop
2: just as he lowers his lance to his foe. Baddy number one has an eye patch and gum disease. Ho-hoo!
0: Ah! Ah! Our hero's lance sends him crashing into the mud. Uh, you could do with a bath.
2: <laughs> now he flings his broken lance at another body!
1: I think you got my point there.
2: <laughs>
1: but here come two more from either side of it.
0: Our lone warrior rides at them. He draws his sword. The baddies yell their war cries. <laughs> but our hero's horse stacks one more.
2: For the backhand stroke. <laughs>
0: and back again for the forehand. And those keys!
1: Nice moves, Mrs. Clippity When this is all over, we shall go dancing. <laughs> What's that, Mrs. Clippity Oh! No!
2: She said, Behind you! There's a man about to stab you in the back! <laughs> Put him across a horse! If he lives, we'll sell him back to King Henry! If he dies, well! We won't have to feed the rats and cockroaches for a little while, eh?
0: (laughs) It is an accepted
2: cliche on the silver screen
0: that your main character cannot die in the first
2: five minutes of your movie. But if your main character does meet with what appears to be a fatal misfortune early on, then it's almost a legal requirement to put flashbacks with some pleasing narration. Hello, mums.
0: Off to bed, children. It's mummy's
2: quiet time. Oh what goodness. a frantic opening! Oh, it's like someone poured butter in my ears.
1: And I'm just the right amount of sweaty.
2: Ooh, his voice oh, makes oh, me go more oh, tingly.
1: If you haven't already guessed, let me introduce myself. I am Sir William Marshall, greatest knight, and the most Hollywood man in English history.
2: Dial it back a bit, I can't concentrate. <laughs> anyway, this quite serious lancing, has left our poor hero slung unconscious over a horse's back and leaking like a some that's been sat on. But it was not Marshall's first brush with death. Oh my
0: God, that voice. So, uh, I mean, so many, so many confusing... Confusing feelings, feelings. yes. <clears throat> this was because William Marshall was born into one of English history's most dangerous periods, known as... The Anarchy!
2: The anarchy was... Not like that. What? You can't just say the anarchy like it's a barn conversion. You've got to say the anarchy. Oh, I see. The anarchy
0: was a terrible civil war fought between King Stephen and Empress Matilda over whether or not girls could be king. It's very interesting. But there isn't time. The anarchy divided the country. Brother fought brother. Fathers fought sons. Dogs fought cats and so on. And then, in 1152... That's just before lunchtime. King Stephen besieges Newbury Castle, the home of English knight, Empress Matilda fan, and our hero's dad, Sir John Marshall. In the name of King Stephen, King of England, Count of Oh,
2: shut up. Lest I have my men use your flapping gob for crossbow practice. Is that you, so-called King Stephen? Open your gates, Marshal, you dog! I think not, you B-side of a king. I think I'll keep my castle gates closed and laugh as your men die trying to get in. Ha <laughs> It'll sound like that, but be merrier. Very well. Bring out the hostage. Pah! You'll think a flightless bird with a big neck will scare me. No, not an ostrich, you cumquat.
0: A host... a hostage... host... Anyway, look, I I have here your son. Surrender. Or I put said son in a catapult and fire him at your
2: wall. What have all the foul base, outrages? I ought to have your tongue torn out and use it to choke your mother to death with. I'm going to take your knees and rip them off and shove them so far up your... Hang on a minute. What son have you got? I've got lots of sons. Lots of them. Raised eyebrow.
0: I... I don't actually know. Hang on. <clears throat> you boy. What boy are you? William, Your Majesty. Marshal, open your gates, or you'll be jetwashing William here of the battlements for weeks. Don't worry, young William. I, I wouldn't do such an awful thing. Once your father surrenders, you shall go free.
2: I wouldn't hold your breath, Your Majesty. The thing about my dad is, he is awful. Did you say William? My second son? <laughs> <laughs> My idiotic oxygen thief of a second son, do your worst. I have the hammer and anvil to forge new and better sons. Wow, that was cold.
0: I'm sorry, William. It looks like I'm going to have to launch you out of a catapult.
2: Oh. Yes,
0: well, not to worry. I've been told that catapult is a very peaceful way to die like drifting off to sleep. Right. Ready, your majesty. I have the catapult set at maximum elevation, and at this range I should be able to jack some the boy all over the keep. It'll be very moving and speak to the human experience, I'm sure. <laughs> right.
2: Okay. So it's come to this.
0: I'm about to shoot a child out of a catapult.
2: Hurry up, Stephen! The Garrison are taking bets to see how many times he bounces. They're all idiots. We all know he's going to burst. Like falling asleep, you say?
0: Get in the catapult, kid.
2: Oh, Oh, please, no! Fling him! Fling him! Fling him! Fling Fling him! him.
1: Make that little smear a big smear. (laughs) My life didn't start out with much prospect. You might say it was unviable. <laughs> Callback. Anyway, while I had few prospects, at least King Stephen didn't fire me out of a catapult age nine.
0: I well, you know, every cloud.
1: Exactly. King Stephen could not bring himself to smear me over my father's castle, so he kept me hostage until... the anarchy was over.
0: Ah, oh, very, nice. very nice, very nice. Oh, yeah.
1: Thanks, boys. It was eventually agreed that when Stephen died, Matilda's son, Henry, would be king. So with the war over, I was released back to my father.
2: So I see. And you are? William, my lord. Wilbur? William. Waldorf? William. Wilbo? That would be William, my lord. Will I am? William, my lord. Winifred, didn't I fire you out of a catapult? No. Shame. That would have been hilarious. Well, what do you want? To be a knight and serve you in glorious combat, Father. Listen, Wilbo, you are a second son. When I die, my first son gets my lands and title. As my bee-son, you'll be lucky to get a pound coin sellotaped to a card. And not a greetings card, either, just a plain old piece of card, probably taken out of the bin, one of those ones that smells a little bit funky, you know. Do I have time to say farewell to Mother? No, you don't, you unviable waste of time. If this was Top Gun, rigor mortis would have set in on Goose by now. Now go to Normandy before the Hollywood people lose interest. Oh, I'm what sorry, young man, we weren't listening. Oh, I'm terribly sorry I wasn't listening. So I became a squire at the
1: castle of William de Tankerville, known throughout the land as Father of Knights. You
0: there, are you talking to the audience? Sorry, sir. Squire Marshal at your service. There'll be no fellas butering here, young William. Tancreville is a place of sweat and exertion for the purposes of martial prowess. Now then, welcome to your first day at knight school. Did you find that confusing?
1: No, sir. I would have spoken mostly French. And in that language, knight is chevalier, coming from horse soldier. And that is, of course, where we get chivalry,
0: the code that a knight must live his life by. Excellent use of Wikipedia, Marshal. Now, are you familiar with the montage? No, sir. Ah, a gap in your education we must fill. Now, take hold of this wooden sword and hit that tree a thousand times without stopping or lowering your arms. No? Now, the montage, Marshal, will allow us to cover your boring period of squireship and training with maximum info and maximum energy. On you go! Don't lower your arms. Faster. Harder, get a sweat on you, dog.
1: The duties of the squire were many and difficult. Squire Marshall,
2: see this brush? Take it. We're going to use that brush to brush out all the horse poo in the stables. Go, go Right away, sir. Oh, 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 oh the
0: smell! What do these horses eat? Eh? Ouch! Marshall, take this other brush and brush down all the horses who you've just now offended.
1: Sorry, sir. Quicker,
0: faster. Rush here!
1: Ah, it's, it's, it's weeing. The horse is weeing on me. You told them. They smelled, Marshal.
0: Ah, Marshal, is that urine? Excellent. Urine is how you clean chainmail. Well, that,
1: that is interesting.
0: Take this sack and put my chainmail in it. <coughs> don't just lie there, Marshal. Wee in the sack.
1: I, I don't need to go, sir.
0: Watch the terms. Yes, sir. We a marshal's sack for him. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Now a bit of sand. Now swing the heavy sack of sand, chain out, and vinegar, and weigh round your head. Put your back into it, marshal. I want to be able to eat my dinner off that
1: chain. Now put it on. Put it on.
0: Ow! How does it smell? Like we. Good. You'll air it out for me, Marshall. Now take this ladder and prop it up against the castle wall. Yes, sir. Ladder, sir. Now, using only your hands, climb up and down the underside of the ladder. Hand over hand. That sounds... Physically difficult. Do you want to be a knight or a reenactor, Marshal? Get up there. Yes, sir. <laughs> ah, Sir Tombo. I see you're putting young Marshal through some genuine medieval training techniques for knights. Right. Only the ones that are sonically interesting, the lord. Naturally. How's his praying and Bible study? <sighs> oh yes, I forgot. <laughs> Marshal. Uh, yes,
2: sir. Recite the Lord's prayer while you're up there.
0: Yes, sir. Ah, uh, Father. What? Good to see Squire Marshall getting his sweat on already. Well, of course he's not a squire yet, my lord. Of course. At the moment, he's a page. Well, he's not a book, is he? <laughs> yes, a book has a spine. Hand over hand, Marshal! Pray louder! No, for now, he's just a page. If he serves well, he shall be a squire by the time he's 14. And if he serves you well, then... Why, then, he should be ready for knighthood by the age of twenty-one. Eleven years of this to be a knight. Well, eleven years of this to be considered for selection to be a knight. He could always retrain. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, <sighs> satire. <laughs> <gasps>
1: Whoa. Sorry, sir. Fell off, sir.
0: Ah, Marshal, we were just talking about your prospects.
1: I think I might have broken them, sir.
0: Nonsense. Take this shield, <gasps> hold it above your head there, and run around the castle ten times. Oh, thank you. Off you trot, Marshal. Ouch! Look at him go, the sweat pouring into his eyes, the flecks of dribble round his mouth, the faint whiff of wee as he runs by. And see the listener go will be over in this week. Although, Sir Tombo, he's not dropped your shield yet. Did you know, Sir Tankerville, that the word squire comes from the old French word, ecuyer? which means (laughs) shield-bearer, one of the squire's many duties on the battlefield. Of course I did. I'm from the 10th century. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, hello again, listener. Sorry about the smell. Thus began my first day in night school. There were many, many more like it. Of course it was hard, but but I rose to the challenge with diligence and humbleness. Um yes. Uh anyway, I rose to the hardships I faced oh, diligently.
0: There is thieving brains out with me wooden
1: spoon. Well, I was young, of course. And it is possible that I wasn't the most perfect page or squire, which is why I'm hiding in the cupboard. Oh, hello, cook.
0: Do you know what nemesis means, Marshal?
1: Sounds like an energy drink.
0: A righteous inflection of retribution manifest by an appropriate agent. In this case, a wooden spoon. Take this!
1: I always knew the hands were magic, but I never knew they were deadly too.
0: What the devil is going on here? Justice, my lord. Marshal, is that you in the cupboard? Stand up, boy! Now then, cook, I assume you're not conducting a test to see if a wooden spoon is a viable bludgeon in combat. Me lord, this boy did steal a 26-inch Spider-Man birthday cake from me kitchen there, and then he did consume it by himself. Oh, Marshal, no wonder the other boys call you Gast the Ande. That means greedy guts in Old French, my lord. I know that. I speak Old French. Oh. Sorry. Marshal, tomorrow I ride early. You will be up at dawn and have horses ready. Yes, my lord. And, Marshal, see you prepare a horse for yourself. I have something that you should see. What of my cake, my lord? Ah, forgive me, cook. Yes, do carry on. Thank you, sir.
2: And so bruised from his thrashing, William Greedy Guts Marshall got up so early it was late and readied horses for a mystery ride. Was that last part about cake true? No, we made that up for laughs, but they did call him Greedy Guts. Now be quiet and eat your popcorn. Mm -hmm. They rode till Mm -hmm. they came to a ridge that overlooked a great plain. Just imagine the one in The Lion King, you know, the one that he falls off. Spoilers for the Lion King, by the way. And there, young William Marshall caught a glimpse of his destiny.
1: Banners fluttering in the wind, the pavilions row on row. I heard the roar of the crowd, and I saw the splendid riders. In full armor they rode. I watched as they snapped down their visors, dropped their lances, and spurred their horses
0: to the charge. And the crowd cheered as they met. Not many tournaments in England, are there, Marshal? The King banned them, if I understand correctly.
1: It's... beautiful, sir.
0: Well, you can't smell the horse poo and blood from up here, but I know what you mean. Marshal, I'm showing you this because you have been unlucky. A second son does not inherit, and so he must prove himself. But down there, we are all, to some extent, equals. A man may have better weapons, armor or training, but when it comes down, to it, through the strength of his arm and the steadiness of his eye, any man, assuming he's not a poor person, may win wealth and fame of his own. I will, sir. As a spirit, Marshal? I will change my stars, sir,
1: like in a knight's tale with Heath Ledger.
0: You will, Marshal, I'm sure, but not like this. Uh not like this. No, Marshal. This is Hollywood Bullpoo. Pebbe! Yes, sir deploy the montage the two knights riding at
2: each other with ladies in pointy hats
0: fluttering their hankies at their favourites is a joust a joust is not a tournament a 10th century tournament is more like a war game and its main event is the melee in the melee
2: teams of knights fight teams of other knights more like an actual battle but smaller the word melee Comes from a French word meaning to mix
1: or to muddle, and refers to the churning storm of steel that the competitors threw themselves into. No quarter. Ow! No holds barred.
0: <laughs> Medieval mayhem. Oh, I landed on my knees. Unless
1: somebody yields, it sounds jolly dangerous.
0: That it is.
1: But we do fight with blunted weapons.
0: Oh, <gasps> that's good then.
1: Well, that's not to say that people don't get hurt. Oh, Lord! People get badly hurt all the time. It was said that a knight was not a true knight till he had seen his blood flow and felt his teeth crack beneath the mailed fist of the foe.
2: Knights were trampled to death by horses. Received three foot-long wooden splinters in their eyes. Or just got overexcited and smashed each other's brains out. There were, of course,
1: fabulous prizes (laughs) Yes, and perhaps better than that. If you could get an opponent to yield, you've got to keep all of his stuff. Horses, swords, armour, and best of all, ransoms. There isn't a
2: sweeter word in the English language or old French. Get a man to yield and take him prisoner, and his family would have to pay you a large sum of money to get him back. It was something that poor,
0: landless, unviable Bill Marshall was going to get very good at at some point. Lovely, lovely money. Perhaps it was this little sniff of coin that suddenly made him take his training a bit more seriously. Because, at the age of twenty... One year early, William Marshall was knighted. Kneel, Marshall. This is your vow. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. Be bold and upright so that God may love thee. Speak the truth. Always, even if it leads to your death. Safeguard the helpless and do no wrong. That is your oath, and
2: that is so you remember it. That slap you just heard is the collet, the last blow that Squire William will ever receive. Now that he's a knight, he will not endure violence again without reprisal. Good job you were a squire
0: when I was dishing out the slapping, eh, Marshal?
2: Yes, Sir Tombo, there was a fair bit of
1: slapping at night school, wasn't there? And... Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not actually an historical figure, are you? What are you getting at?
2: (coughs) Means I can do that. School's out, Tombo. After the fighting in Normandy had finished, Marshall was selected for a special mission.
0: Think back to our Hollywood cold opening, and you might see where this is going. Eleanor of Aquitaine was Queen of England. She was married to King Henry II,
2: who was King of England who you may remember as Empress Matilda's son. From the start of the show. Did you learn something? Good! Learn something!
0: Now can we have money from the Arts Council? Hi, Gloria. Marshal was chosen to help escort the Queen from Aquitaine to Normandy. But as you know, on the way, they were ambushed by baddies. And William was badly
2: hurt. <clears throat> What's that, Mrs. Goodly Oh! <laughs> Put him across a horse! If he lives, we'll sell him back to King Henry! If he dies, well, we won't have to feed the rats for a little while, huh? <laughs> and
1: so I lay across a
2: horse, with a gaping lance
1: wound in my thigh. I was pretty lucky to be alive. Don't worry.
2: The dungeons at my castle are next to toilets. That doesn't sound very hygienic. Well, the rats and cockroaches and frogs don't complain. You better hope your ransom before that leg falls off, huh? You are wealthy and a firstborn son from a good family, aren't you? Ah, uh, well... Mm, no. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> and
0: so, with the evil laughter of Guy de Lusignan's difficult-to-place accent ringing in his ears, William Marshall was taken to the dungeon. With the rats... And cockroaches... And the sepsis.
1: Ah, he wasn't kidding. It's really close to the toilets.
0: Will he escape? Will he be rescued? Will he survive? You'll have to find out in the next exciting episode of THE
2: SILLY HISTORY BOYS Show. the intro.
0: And for bringing you to this medieval toilet dungeon, we are all particularly...
1: A Night to Remember, the tale of William Marshall, or episode 16 of the Silly History Boys show, was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. Your hero, William Marshall, and General American, was played by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram, the villainous Guy de Lusignan, the singularly awful John Marshall, narration, Americans and the master at arms were bigged up this week by Stu the Pear Bear Perry, the much-bothered King Stephen, the adorable Sir Tombo and some very fine narration were spurted forth by Mr Tom Tombo Fermor our Monsieur de Tankerville, some General Americans, and the man we hire with his catapults and narration was provided by your dear Uncle Bob Bob. Mm. Music was provided by the Deadly Lord Fastfingers and Daniel Bradley of Daniel Bradley Music. Thanks, Dano. The nightly oath was stolen from the screenplay of Kingdom of Heaven by William Monaghan, partly because there isn't a, a historical oath from the time, but mostly because Uncle Bob Bob thinks it's really cool. So thank you, Mr. Monahan. Now, if you've enjoyed this week's exciting edition of the Silly History Boy Show, then please give us a rating and a review. It really does help with the show's visibility, so we can be even more silly into even more ears and consider telling even more people. You can also visit our Facebook page at Silly History Boys Show and also hit us up on Twitter at SHB underscore show. we hardly ever on there. And if you would like to send us a sample of your booing for the credits or if you have a suggestion for which historical or mythical figure we should get silly with next then please drop us an email on sillyhistoryboyshow at gmail.com.
0: Additionally, we must remember that the young William Marshall was portrayed by Harry Hazmat Pear Bear. You may remember him prior to him being fired out of the catapult. Hazmat was cast in this particular role as he has a lot of experience being fired by medieval siege injury. Pear Bear doesn't really want to pay for a bus pass for him to go to high school, and so instead the silly history boy's trebuchet fires Hazmat to school every morning. He comes crashing through the gym window with a big smile on his face, and a load of glass in his head, and then ready to work. There we are. We're what a lovely dad. We also must extend further thanks to Laura, 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 um, to, to Laura, to Laura. Thanks, Laura. Okay, thank you. Bye. See it all. I could, all be Rob, I must say, I am now uh, broadcasting my lines for this podcast in my shed. Uh, what I have is a house made of wet cardboard, and not only can I hear the neighbours catapulting, I can also hear my son, who's not having a good day, uh, so I have decided that I am Shed. I'm hoping that the sound is okay here in the shed. Um, I have a camping light like inside and sit so over. Uh, so there we go. I'm in the shed. I'm I'm going to be the worst person ever now. The um, oh,
2: whole oh, thing again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. What a guy.